Welcome, my name is Eric Weiss. I'm Public Affairs Officer for the NTSB. Today we're holding a media briefing on investigating Saturday's crash of an Airbus AS350B3 helicopter in Palmer, Alaska. Board member Tom Chapman, regular spelling, will provide a briefing on the accident followed by Q&A. If you do not provide the name at login, please include in your question and ask questions via the Q&A feature, not the chat. To ask a question, please select the question icon in the upper right hand of your screen. The icon is depicted with a question mark in a box. Type your question along with your name and media affiliation and submit it. I will read the questions. There may be a slight delay between speakers due to differences in internet connection speeds, but the session is being recorded and will be made publicly available on our, web, on our website and our YouTube channel. We will let you know when there's time for two more questions, one question, and then we'll end the Q&A. Follow-up questions should be directed to NTSB Media Relations at ntsb.gov. And if the briefing is unexpectedly interrupted, look for a link uh, on Twitter at NTSB underscore newsroom. Member Thomas Chapman, please. Thank you, Eric. Hello, my name is Tom Chapman and I am a member of the National Transportation Safety Board. On Saturday evening, an Airbus AS350B3 helicopter collided with mountainous terrain near Palmer, Alaska. Palmer is approximately 45 miles north of Anchorage, Alaska. The pilot and five passengers were on board the helicopter at the time of the accident. There were five fatalities and one serious injury. On behalf of all of us at the National Transportation Safety Board, I want to extend our heartfelt condolences to the families and friends of those lost in this tragic accident. The helicopter was owned and operated by Saloy Helicopters, which was conducting heli-ski operations in an area of steep and remote terrain within the Chugach Mountains near the Kinnick Glacier. The flight was an on-demand commercial operation conducted under Part 135 of the Federal Aviation Regulations. The wreckage location is about 21 miles southeast of Palmer and accessible only by helicopter. The difficult terrain and snow conditions make the site inaccessible for investigators from the ground. Additionally, a winter storm is expected, so victim recovery was accelerated and Alaska State Troopers transported NTSB's Anchorage Chief Clint Johnson to the site to facilitate aerial documentation using the Troopers high definition gyro stabilized camera ahead of the heavy snowfall. Mr. Johnson successfully completed photo documentation by air before the snowfall could obscure the site. Based on his observations, the helicopter appears to have impacted the mountain approximately 10 to 15 feet below a ridgeline at an elevation of approximately 5,500 feet before rolling eight to 900 feet down the hill. Full recovery of the helicopter wreckage to another location for examination will be reassessed as the weather improves in the area of the crash site. Recovery of the accident victims, including the injured survivor, 
was also completed by first responders accessing the site by helicopter. The surviving passenger was transported to hospital by air. For the important part they played in the recovery efforts, we want to specially acknowledge and thank the Alaska State Troopers, Alaska Mountain Rescue Group, Alaska Rescue Coordination Center, Alaska Air National Guard's 210th and 212th Rescue Squadrons, and the Alaska Army National Guard. We have preliminarily estimated the timeline of the accident using satellite-based signals transmitted by the aircraft. The last signal broadcast by the aircraft was at 6.34 p.m. Saturday evening. The aircraft was reported overdue at approximately 8.30 p.m. on Saturday. Another operator participating in the search located and identified the wreckage at approximately 9.30 p.m. Recovery of the wreckage is now the main focus of the process. The timing for recovery is uncertain because of the extremely rugged terrain and the current weather conditions in the area. We anticipate that the wreckage is or soon will be obscured by snow. NTSB's investigator in charge of this accident is Mr. Josh Kothra. Mr. Kothra is a senior investigator and he is leading a multidisciplinary team of experts. The NTSB team will examine areas such as airworthiness, operations, meteorology, structures, helicopter performance, recording devices, and human performance. Our investigators will work to thoroughly document the accident site and gather factual information. Our mission is to understand not just what happened, but why, and to recommend changes to prevent it from happening again. With that, I am happy to take questions. Once again, please use the question Q&A function in the upper right-hand corner of your uh, screen to ask questions, and I will read them to Member Chapman. Let's again select the question icon, the box question mark in the upper right-hand portion of your window. Type your question along with your name and media affiliation and submit. Leave it open for a minute. Well, we have a question from Alan Levin of Bloomberg. Is there any information on the weather at the time of the accident or in the immediate aftermath? Part of what we'll try to determine during the investigative process is the weather conditions at the time of the accident, but we do not currently have precise information regarding the weather at the accident site. Thank you. From Mark Thiessen of the Associated Press, is there a black box on this helicopter? Uh, we're still determining the equipment on board the aircraft. It's my understanding there is some recording uh, type equipment on board, uh, whether it's a black box. Uh, I don't have that information yet. That's part of what we'll determine during the investigation. And if there are recording devices on board the aircraft, of course, that will be an important part of the investiga uh, investigatory process. Uh, a, a question from Daniela Rivera from KTUU. Can you discuss whether there has been contact with a survivor and whether there have been they have been able to share any information about their experience? 
as part of the investigation, we certainly hope to have an opportunity to interview the survivor. At this point, it's too early for that to have occurred, and we are not in direct contact with the survivor. Can you discuss the aviation hazards in the area and the past history of crashes, if any? Well, it, the area is very rugged, uh, both in terms of terrain and in terms of weather conditions. Uh, I, I don't have the full accident history in that area. As you know, uh, accidents uh, in, in Alaska occur with some frequency. I don't have any more specific information regarding the area uh, where this accident occurred. Okay. And a question from, from Leticia Beecham of the Washington Post. Um, how did um, the Europeans on the trip uh, able to enter Alaska considering travel limitations? And was everyone on the trip vaccinated? Uh, that information is beyond the scope of our investigation. Um, we're seeking to determine the facts of the accident itself. I don't have any information regarding the travel of those that were on board. Okay. And a question, have uh, the individuals on board been recovered from the crash site? It's my understanding that the individual, all of the individuals on board have been recovered, yes. And that, by the way, thanks to the outstanding efforts of the first responders in the Alaska region. Okay. And um, we have another, we have a couple of minutes for a few more. And once again, a follow-up question on the weather at the time, uh, at the time the wreckage was located. Do we have any information on that? We have very preliminary information that the weather was relatively clear, but again, the that's we don't have first-hand accounts, and that's part of what we'll uh, we'll be reviewing during the investigation. And we do have a uh, we do have specialists in meteorology that will be looking at the conditions at the time. From another from Daniela Rivera from KTUU and KYES, can you discuss the capacity of this type of helicopter? Was it carrying a lot of gear as well as people? Preliminarily, it's my understanding the the typical configuration of this aircraft um, is four seats in the back for passengers, two seats up front, uh, one for the uh, pilot and one for a potential passenger. Uh, I, I don't have information with respect to what gear may have been uh, carried by the aircraft at the time of the accident. Okay. And a question from Vit Kuban from Czech Radio uh, on the survivor. Uh, where uh, is he or her being treated? I don't have information regarding the survivor. I would anticipate that local authorities might have more specific information, and I would direct you to them for um, for that inquiry. Okay. And once and follow up from Alan Levin on the weather. Uh, what time was, do we know what time sunset or darkness was in this area of the crash? I don't have that information. I'm, I'm sure that could be determined uh, uh, relatively quickly. Okay. All right, we have time for one more and then um, we'll, uh, from Ureth Rosen from Reuters, can you say again uh, the site where the wreckage was found? Uh, the site is near Palmer, Alaska. Let me just get the information, make sure I have this correct. It's about 21 miles southeast of Palmer, Alaska. And Palmer, just to orient you, is about 45 miles north of Anchorage, Alaska. 
And the last question, is it known whether there was any type of communication from the pilot prior to the crash regarding issues in flight? This is from Daniela Rivera from KTUU. That is not known at this point in the investigation. Thank you. Thank you, Member Chapman. Uh, at this point, we're going to end the Q&A. If you have any follow-up questions, please direct them to NTSB Media Relations at ntsb.gov. Or you can call us at 202-314-6100. Once again, the virtual media availability was recorded and will be made publicly available on our YouTube channel or ntsb.gov. Thank you so much.